I myself have had to live after divorce. I was divorced, had to restart, rebuild my entire life with two children. So if you're a woman out there that is struggling with that, I hear you. And for all those other women who have just given me constant messages week after week, month after month, asking me to do podcasts on divorce, I did not not hear you. We were doing our love series and I wanted to make sure that we finished that before we got into how exactly to handle divorce as a woman either by yourself or with children. And I wanted to tell you that today I'm going to tackle the main things that every woman who has, you know, endured a divorce or is going through now in the middle of about to go through, has had one a year, two, three, however, whatever level you are in the game, I'm going to tell you exactly what you should be focusing on to get to a better place so that you're no longer just surviving, but you're thriving. Hey, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women to grow and thrive. I feel a little bit better since I came out with you guys last. I am still a little weak. Um, I'm not just under the weather, guys. I have something bigger going on. Maybe I'm going to reveal it in the future. But right now, um, I'm honestly just so happy to be with you guys and to bring the topic that I'm going to bring today. And I'm actually super pumped and kind of like, even though I'm physically not as, as, as high energy as I usually am, even though I want to be, it's just my body speaking. I'm telling you, my heart and my mind is 100% best in this topic because there are so many women there's a kind of even maybe a little bit of a stigma around divorce in the Muslim community and today we're going to cover just exactly how you can move from just surviving a divorce to thriving for yourself and your children if you have children as well and as a survivor of divorce and I say it in a way because there are so many things that go into divorce today I'm really really grateful to be able to touch on some of the four key components of getting to a better place and I'm gonna kind of introduce them one by one but I am first gonna definitely touch on kind of some of the state of affairs for the average woman going through a divorce and I think you're really gonna be able to connect with some of the the problems that I'm gonna bring up so I'm gonna maybe highlight the problems and then inshallah ta'ala I'm gonna go through the four areas of focus that you should be kind of vesting your time in as you're trying to take yourself from surviving to actually thriving and I'm and the reason I know these work is because that's how I did it and that's how I helped so many other women do it as well so I'm really really grateful to bring that to you guys today but if you guys don't know me I'm mindful Muslim and this is a podcast for modern Muslim women and um, even though I say the word modern I'm not saying that we're trying to modernize Islam let me be like super super clear it's uh, it's just that we're gonna explain how that you can live the life of the Sunnah in the modern context without compromise and that's something I'm really grateful for having to be, been learned to do and now just passing on to the other sisters out there. Um, I'm a licensed educator of 20 years and kind of a mom of five and I'm sharing all types of topics and content and today is divorce. Now before I start as I usually do I want to give a shout out to a sister um, named Hafsa. Hafsa she shares my content she's actually um, a person who has reached out to me personally. Um, for those of you who do not know I also um, do consultation calls. I actually usually do like 
free 15-minute calls. And if people want to do like whatever more, they can sign up for like the different consultation packages that I have. But for the most part, um, like we were able to really connect. She's from Australia. So hey, Hafsa, salam alaikum. And um, you know, she had certain issues that she wanted to discuss, but she also is an, an avid listener of the podcast. And she was actually implementing a lot of what I was saying in the podcast. And I really just want to say thank you so much for the women who do not just listen to this podcast, but they actually take action in their life every day and they implement it. And the reason I wanted to highlight Hafsa today is like, I feel like sometimes I just want to just speak about some really great women because I think there's so many of you out there that are so great and you're going through things that sometimes don't make you feel so great. And I've been there, you know, and at the same time, there's just this drive in Hafsa that she is just motivated and just like she refuses to like just take whatever her situation is and she's pushing past it and she's just really um, taking all the steps that are necessary and that's all Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks from us just to seek his guidance and then actually actionably take steps so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your, your road ahead easy Hafsa may Allah bless you and your children and you your beautiful children and uh, thank you so much for sharing the podcast for implementing it and for really just being a part of this huge mindful Muslim family so thank you so much so today we are going to get straight into uh, divorce. And as a, like I said, as a survivor of divorce, or, or I understand kind of all the transitional periods. And, you know, the thing is, as a, as a, it doesn't matter if the divorce was something that you wanted or your spouse wanted or, or how it happened. In the end, there is definitely sadness and pain that is associated with it, especially if you have children, it's, it's kind of an even deeper pain because you're not just grieving for the loss of your own marriage. It's the children that lost that family element as well. And as adults, we might process it one way and children might process it another. And the other thing, and I'd probably have to do different podcasts on this is different children are going to process it differently in your house. Some of your children might act out in anger. Some of it might be super quiet and totally internalize a lot of it and bottle it up. I mean, you're going to have all different types of situations. But nonetheless, one of the major feelings that women have to deal with is definitely the sadness, right? And so we have to actually end up acknowledging the pain that we're feeling. The other thing is that a lot of moms that are divorced, um, like I said, regardless of the stage you're in in terms of the process, they, they have high, high levels of stress and rarely do they have time to deal with their pain that I just mentioned. So like, oh, we should deal with our pain and our sadness, but because of the stress of having to go into survival mode. And now me personally, I remember that like, as soon as I didn't have uh, the father for my children anymore, I became like a sole provider. I wasn't just the mom who is, you know, like feeding them and bathing them and making sure their homework was done. I was the person who had to make sure that they got fed. They had a roof over their head and things like that. So when you become two parents in one, that is also that layer of stress. So I totally understand that perspective when you're just thinking, how am I going to help my children survive. And so even if you, you don't have children, you know, you might have different family dynamics where now you're in a much different state than before. And you know what the thing is? Like we don't get to get a class on divorce. Like nobody gives you a class on this is how to how to live after you've been divorced. These are the steps you take that are healthy steps. You know, forget about the random 
guilt your family might put on you or society, or you might get ostracized in some Muslim communities like your used goods. Astaghfirullah, this is not a belief in Islam. This is totally cultural. And so, you know, like there's all these things we go through and stigmas and stresses, and no one gives you like a formal course in divorce, right? And how to kind of handle it. So look at some of my podcasts as kind of like some insights as to that. And who knows, maybe in the future I'll do one on divorce. I'm definitely going to do one on marriage and married life and how to have a healthy married life. I definitely have that in the works, inshallah ta'ala, down the road. But I, I do want to say in the meantime, I'm going to give you some food for thought for sure. And you could definitely use this and implement this. So like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about like the, the, the state of affairs, like the problem that usually um, the average divorcee goes through regardless of their situation. We kind of all go through this process, right? So we have the sadness. Sometimes it's anger and rage, guys. And, that, and that's because, you know, you're upset. Someone harmed you. Maybe somebody was um, unfaithful. Like, Allahu alam what it is. But the point is, the anger is just masking pain. So in the end, it is pain. So there's some type of a sadness or pain, whether it's being acknowledged or not. You start to go through the stress of having to change your life. Maybe you have to leave from where you once lived. You have to go back home to your parents. Maybe you have to, like, live on your own and survive and you're thrusted kind of into survival mode and like I said that's because especially if you're a mom and you have kids in this situation you have to now be the mother the father the provider the doctor you're just the complete support from top to bottom for for yourself and your children and the problem is when we're in pain that we're struggling with and maybe we don't know how to actually come out of the pain and then we're in this stress so we're not in the best healthiest state of mind to make choices and manage discomfort we tend to not take care of ourselves, and then so we end up um, having a lack of time for ourselves and self-care because we're so busy surviving and taking care of all the business right everything we have to do making sure that I have the you know I have a place to live and I have money and I have food and, and then you know just all the, the societal pressures of whatever happens depending on where you're from and so there's this domino effect so the last thing I want to do is I want to describe this domino effect that um, divorced women tend to go through. And then we're going to get into some of the areas of focus where we can put our energy to start to live better. So um, the neglect happens, right? Because you're like, I remember when I was divorced, I had to take two jobs. And so um, I would actually like almost refuse, like well, my children in school, that was one job because I was teaching at the time. And then after school, and I would drag my children all around the weekend sometimes for 10 hour stints on Saturday and Sunday and I would tutor in homes and I didn't charge so much money because they were Muslim families and I wanted to help them but I remember having to work like 10 hours straight driving around commuting to wherever these families were parking the car bringing my kids up I never gave my children to anyone I kept them with me all the time and that's also stressful right because you have them and it's stressful for the kids because that's not super fun all weekend right and I remember them they'd be at my feet with coloring books and dolls as I would tutor someone on a table just to try to get enough money to pay the bills and that was my situation and I would be exhausted and you know then I would go right back to my nine to five Monday to Friday and do it all over again week after week in month after month and then year after year you know that's how it was so I totally understand how there was no time for self-care it was like I'm lucky if I could even you know have time for myself to eat a proper meal three times a day so the neglect is real and that only increases the stress 
Then the next part of the domino effect is it kind of affects our parenting and our relationship with our children. Because when you're in constant high levels of stress, you become a bit more snappy, you can't make proper decisions in parenting, or let's say more reflective decisions in parenting. It's not that we become horrible parents, but we become more reactive parents. We become less reflective parents, right? So if a child does something annoying or distressful for you, you might tend to bark at them or, why can't you do this? And And what you're going to notice as I get to one of the points that I'm going to talk about, I'm going to insert a story of how that really affects your children. And in the moment, you're like, I'm just doing the best I can. But you don't realize how that will eventually It could affect your children to the point of being so unhealthy for them that they can get into deep, dark places that you would never imagine your stressful, single mother life would put them. And so I I have a real story of a mother that I want to share with you at that point. But sometimes the point is, in all of this, as we get to the bottom of the domino effect, it ends up in a loss of iman, of weak ibadah, weak worship in Islam, weak iman, our faith is so weak and we we feel so beaten up and so drained and it slows us and it gets us to this point of like a slow self-destruction that could even end us up with suicidal thoughts and depressive thoughts. I know some of you are totally knowing what I'm talking about right now because we've all gotten to these points because we're just trying to survive. So the point of today's podcast is to say, yes, I acknowledge your pain and I'm so sorry that you have to go through that. Alhamdulillah, everything is by the qadr of Allah, by Allah's decree. And for whatever reason it's happening to you as it happened to me, it was meant for a reason. And if any of you are with me in my love series, you know what a beautiful marriage I have right now. And that was not by chance. That was by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is a complete gift that I'm so thankful for every day. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he saw the ghaib. I couldn't see past my pain in those moments. And I said, how could this ever get better? How will I ever find anyone who will love my children and love me equally at the same time? And how could we possibly have a healthy family after this? But it happened, guys. And it could happen to you as well. Inshallah ta'ala, you see, the whole thing is, (laughs) when I get into the four points, you'll see, the more we invest in ourselves and our situation, the better things are going to get around us. And I mentioned that one of my IG posts today that the best or the most important relationship you're ever going to have in your life is your relationship with yourself. And the minute you increase and, and work on and and make better the relationship with yourself, and that obviously includes the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as your, as your creator, as a khaliq, as soon as you make that relationship better, all the other relationships around you, they become better. It's like a, it's like a ripple effect. And so I want to bring some of, of how you can do that in the podcast today. So the next thing we're going to cover are kind of the four points of focus that you could focus on if you are going through divorce and how you can get from surviving to thriving. Okay, so you're a woman who's divorced and you're going through a lot. And you desperately want to get out of your situation and be happier, less miserable. It's affect your misery or maybe your sadness. Or maybe you're not sad. You just literally have a really tough situation and you're just trying to get to a better place. Either way, whether you're single right now or you have children with you as well, these four aspects are going to lift you up and show you how to like what direction to go into to get to a better level. And you know what's funny? Ironically, these four points, if you're not 
the divorcee and you are listening to this are actually applicable for any woman in any tough time in her life. And, you know, I could have said that in the beginning of the podcast, but the truth is I did want to do a special podcast for women going through divorce because that particular community has asked me so, and I do want to give them their hak and in, in they're asking me and, you know, and make them know I acknowledge them. But I do want to say for the rest of the women, as I know sometimes many people, they don't need a particular topic I'm talking on, but they just like listening to my podcast. And I love that. You guys are so cute and so, so sweet about everything. Um, but I do want to tell you, you still gain a lot of benefit inshallah ta'ala because it just just so happens that these four aspects are actually things you could use if you're going through any difficult situation. But the reason I'm highlighting on divorce is because most of my examples are going to be centered around divorce. But you can, like I said, apply it to anything. And now each of these topics also, ironically, I could honestly go deeper into any one of them and do an entire podcast on them because they are topics of like the points of focus that are extremely important. So the, the, the title, I guess, of this section you could say is... Um, that in order to, to not just survive, but just to thrive, these are four areas of focus you should be, fo- be like putting your, your focus on in your life. And these are four of the most often overlooked aspects as well. And that's kind, of, that's kind of part of why we have a problem, right? Because these are things you're like, oh, I don't have time for that. How can I possibly do that? Like, da-da-da-da-da. That's so unrealistic. Let's talk about my real problem right now. No, I am talking about the real problem. <laughs> so I promise you, all of this will make sense in the end. I'll try to bring it all together for you. So stay with me as I'm going through each one. But the thing is, this is the root of the problem. The four aspects are related to the root of the problem. I could sit here and talk about your surface problems. I could talk about your money your money issues right now, how you're worried about how you're going to get the next meal on the table. I could talk about like the job situation, how you're struggling just to get a job and no one's hiring you right now. I could talk to you about the fact that like, oh, now you have to go back to your parents' house and your parents are this way and that way and you don't get along with them. These are not the real problems. If I get to the core of what you're going through, it will help you in the relationships and problems around you. Like I said, it's a ripple effect. So bear with me through these four aspects and inshallah ta'ala it'll all make sense. Okay, so the first one is acceptance. So one of the aspects you need to focus on is acceptance of the situation. Now, for some of you might say, hey, I'm so happy I don't have to be married to that person anymore. Like, astaghfirullah, but sometimes it feels almost like a relief. But sometimes, even if that's the case, deep down, there still is a pain because no woman wants to be part of a broken family or have come out of a broken situation. That is just never a positive thing. Or maybe you loved your husband and and, and you didn't want to divorce him. Either way, the point is accepting that fact that you were once married and are now not married and you are divorced does not always 100% sit well with us. And even if we might push those feelings deep down, they might resurface later. So let's get super real about it and just understand that the first thing that is going to help you to go from surviving to thriving is accepting that that situation happened to you as part of the plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It couldn't have missed you. Like an arrow that never misses. That's like how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's qadr is. His, his decree is. And nothing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does for us is of harm to us. It's always only of benefit. But we can't see from our little 
part of the world, you know, and we're, we're like very small. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above us. He has a 360 view. He can see the ins and outs of what has happened before, during, and what is coming upon us in the months and years to come. So Allah Kareem, and he might say that him taking you from that situation might be the best thing that ever happened to you. And he would never give us anything that wasn't good for us and that he didn't know we weren't strong enough to work through. So the fact that you might feel weak about working through it, like I can't do this, you can. You can. And you know how I know? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never gives the, the believer more than he can bear. Because he's so just. He's al-adl. He's, he's the just one who loves us. And he only wants good for us. He only wants khair. So it was destined for us whatever happened. We don't know the ghaib, so it's good for us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want us to suffer and would never give us more than we could bear. So this first aspect we definitely need to approach is accepting our situation and saying, Alhamdulillah, but with confidence, really saying Alhamdulillah, not just because we were told so. And you know, I have had previous podcasts on attitude and mindset and shift. So I suggest if this is something that you are grappling with, you back to my podcast, I'll see if I can link them below. But honestly, to truth, guys, so much of my stuff has this stuff weaved in so many because this is just a natural part of life, like having a, a difficult situation and having to accept it. It could be for anything, not just divorce, right? So definitely go back to my podcasts that are related to mindset and emotion and controlling emotion, any of those. And you're going to see stuff that really, really, is centered around acceptance and inshallah ta'ala those will help you out so moving on to two so number two that's really important for you to focus on is constant self-awareness and this is going to end up leading into self-care and your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but the constant awareness so I have my podcast called mindful muslima for a reason being mindful is the key to actually a lot of our healing and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us to be people who are focused on mindfulness right and so this um, like we have to focus on it because it is something that is going to help us to notice what is going on with us and what to do next I am not sitting there with you I can't tell you all the steps but the more you learn and practice mindfulness the easier it's going to be for you to solve your own problems and so I'm here to empower you to become independent I don't want you to be always depending on me to solve your problems I'm here to almost like um, train you to train yourself so that eventually inshallah ta'ala you can solve your problems on your own and that's kind of like the the preface of, of where my podcast comes from so you know we tend as women because it's our, our nature to care for others but there has to be an element of one that we have complete self-awareness of whatever we're feeling. That means like, hey, how do I feel today? Let me like take my, my register. And like I said, the past couple podcasts before this were, had to deal a lot with managing your thoughts and your emotions. Again, I encourage you to go back to those and use those as tools how to, how to get through these, these parts, especially um, in, in the first two aspects that I'm going to mention. So I said acceptance first, and then after that, self-awareness being aware of your emotions, not trying to suppress them, trying to work through them. It's a very different um, frame of thought. And then also really, really understanding that your relationship with the less dependent with that is important. So it's going to take you to the next level. So that means you have to in in introduce a lot of self-care for yourself, making sure you're sleeping, making sure you're eating, making sure how, how am I feeling today? Let me address those emotions. Um, you know what? I don't feel so well today. Let me not push myself past the point. Okay. Being aware of my relationships with my children. How am I speaking to my children? What is that saying about my state of emotion right now or my state 
should have thought. Maybe I'm not managing things so well. Maybe I need to walk away from my children as I want to yell at them for some random thing. And I need to calm and cool myself down and come back and approach it in a different way. We have to constantly stay in a state of consciousness, awareness. And that's really going to help us to insert some self-care. And um, what I do want to say is, in terms of self-care... We really need to purposefully add time into our schedule for ourselves. So I have an entire, actually, YouTube video where I show my schedule and how I insert time for myself and my family and for ibadah, for worship and for work and for everything. I actually show you my schedule. I actually have a freebie. Maybe I'll link it below and how I like a checklist of what I do and how I schedule my time. So if you find your emotions are out of control, it's usually because you need to like to get centered and um, your time you need to kind of organize it and having your schedule organized does wonders for your mental state and and, and your physical state and everything else so I do encourage you to if you can use that checklist it's a free download there's like nothing to it and if you want like a step-by-step through the YouTube video you can actually literally watch how I do it for myself and that has done wonders for me in terms of my mental ease and de-stressing So self-awareness, self-care, and obviously in your schedule, you should put in times to connect with a list pen with the item. Now, step three in terms of an aspect, and this is what I had to do, and this is actually how I came to the level of myself. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, he says, Iqra. And you know, do we really ever reflect on why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Iqra? And if you don't speak Arabic, it means read. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala really does tell the believer is to continue to educate, educate, educate yourself. So much, I mean, I have like two master's degrees, but beyond that, that wasn't the, the bulk of my learning. Most of the best learning I ever did in my life did not come from college. I'm not trying to not advocate college, but it was really from reading. I'm an avid reader. All I do is read and share my ideas and get people's opinions on their ideas. And like, I just love learning. And even today and tomorrow, like as I talk to you guys and I have a podcast and I know everything I know, I have probably like five books on my bureau right now and I'm just trying to go through each of them one by one. I'm probably going to have like another five books. I am just devouring information on a regular basis. 20 years in the game in terms of being an educator, licensed, I'm still devouring information like I just started learning. And so what I want to say is number three, the third aspect is self-development. You're going to get to different stages of your life and in those stages, you need to learn more. And honest to truth, guys, that's why I'm creating all like the courses that I'm creating around everything because there are things I can put in the podcast, but there's only so much. There's a point where I'm going to have to give you like some PDFs or some tutorials that are a bit more in depth, have visuals and all that. And so I put those courses there too for women who do want to really dig into step three. Like for example, in Ramadan, I'm going to have a course just on, it's probably going to be called a Ramadan Reboot three steps to your best Ramadan and year ever. Because I, after years and years of refinement, know exactly what I need to do to get up on the next level in Ramadan. Like people go through crazy spouts in Ramadan of like, oh, I started Ramadan strong. I was so hopeful. And then it got like that. No worries. I know exactly how to get you through that. If you just like literally follow my three steps and shout ta'ala, I'm going to build a community during Ramadan that you can focus on. Like, but you have to be open to learning. So if you're now divorced and you need to move into the next stage of your life, you need to learn. You need to learn how to live differently than when you were married. And that's okay. It's all about agility. Like we have to learn how to be agile and change with emotions. The person who is strong is not the person who knows everything. 
It's the person who is, who is agile, the person who can move with the times and the changes and be like, yeah, I've got this. I'm, I'm just going to, oh, I got to move to the left. I'm moved to the left. I mean, let me learn how to move to the left. Nobody taught me how, nobody taught me like 75 to 80% of what I'm teaching you guys on these podcasts week by week. I learned these by two things. One, seeking the guidance of Alyssa Penhoth Island, which led me to the proper information, which I then devoured, right? Like I'm constantly reading, like I said. So anyway, it might mean you reading books. It might mean you taking courses. It might mean you listening to this podcast, whatever it is, you know, allocate time in your day where you are learning because when you learn, you grow. When you grow, you come out of that pain state. You know, no one teaches us these skills, like I said, but you have to seek out these skills. And that's why I made this podcast. I don't actually want women to struggle in that aspect. I want to actually make it easy for them. That's why I made a website. That's why I, I like have a YouTube channel. I'm, I'm creating all these things. I actually can't create them fast enough for all of you guys that are begging me to create things. Please, sister, make this. Please, sister, make that. I'm trying, guys, as fast as I can. It's like I'm a firefighter like, and the whole town's on fire and I'm just, just one person trying to put it out. But I, don't, don't worry. Like, I am so passionately dedicated. Like, I am determined and I'm going to get to all of everyone's um, needs. But yes, like, you have to get to that level where you are committed to saying, okay, this is another stage in my life. I have to learn, which might mean skilling up, learn how to get through it. So the last one, the last aspect is kind of the one where I want to tell the mini story as we end. I need us to understand the, the urgency. Okay, so I'm going to just rewind a second for all y'all that were listening. The first one is acceptance. The first aspect you need to focus on is accepting the situation that it's by the qadr of Allah. It's for a reason. It's good for you. Yes, you are strong enough to get through it. And you will, inshallah ta'ala, by the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and your own determination. Number two, staying constantly aware. And, and, and that means focusing on everything around you and involving in self-care. Because that's we always neglect ourselves as women when we start to always worry about our issues and helping others and taking care of the children. We have to incorporate self-care. When you don't, you do not serve your children. We're just going to damage our children by the ramifications of us neglecting ourselves. So three is you have to see constant development. If I had one child and I thought I got it down and then I'm about to have another child, guess what? <laughs> your parenting is not the same with two children as it was with one. I know you were super happy and confident that you kind of felt good about some stuff after a while, but guess what? Now you have two children with two different sleeping patterns, two different characters, two different ways of doing things, two different types of eaters. Maybe one's like loving all the sweet potatoes you make and the other one's like, ew, this is disgusting, mommy, don't make me make this. And now you're like, gosh, do I have to make two things? No, there's a solution for that too. <laughs> That's not the topic of the podcast today, but you get me? Agility. So learning and learning how to move through the motions at a different stage in your life. And the last one is urgency. And this is the one where I'm, I'm going to drop on a serious note, but I just, I have to do it. Um, the well-being of your children, and this is speaking to the women who mostly have children, but it, it, it also is speaking to the women who go through depression and sadness. So let me keep it at that. Um, there's a sense of urgency that you do one to three. If we don't accept if we don't keep self-aware and connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we don't continue to grow, guess what happens? Stagnation. When you're stagnant and you don't grow, you sit in your sadness. You sit in your depression, in your hopelessness. And guess where that leads to? One of two things. Either you self-destructing or you destroying others. Or both, to be honest. Because when you're in your worst state, you're no use to other people in the way that you are in your best state, right? 
Think about the happiest times of your life. You were just like radiant. You were just like a joy to be around. But when you are miserable, sad, depressed, anxious, whatever, you're feeling horrible, how are your relationships around you? Pretty much just as horrible. And how does that add to your stress? Oh my goodness. Like you are already upset about whatever's going on. But then when like your child is acting out because they need you, and you're not responding the way you used to, or when your uh, your spouse you're 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 like you know mad at him or easily agitated, so he's agitated back. Now you're like, oh, I get issues with my marriage. Like if you're married, I'm just speaking to people who could be married or divorced in this state, or if you're divorced, right? And you're just like you're mad at the world for like why am I in this state? Okay, how are you with your friends? You're probably like super miserable and grumpy and always complaining. So. There is a sense of urgency for your health and the people around you. But if you have children, the sense of urgency is extreme. And I'm going to use that word because so many women unknowingly, unconsciously, good women just suffering. And it's, you know, and they have their right to go what they're going through. But we don't have a right to drag our children down with us. They have rights, guys. Children have rights. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's going to ask us, how we cared and addressed the needs of our children. So that being said, I'm going to refer you to one of my podcasts that I had talked about suicide. And I'm going to see if I can link below the number. I don't have it on me right now. I'm going to link it below. But there was a mother and, and a daughter situation where she came to me where her daughter wanted to commit suicide around 21. And that woman was divorced originally. And fast forwarding how the story goes like I said you can go back and listen to the podcast it's a pretty serious podcast but you're going to get the gist of how neglecting your children because you're not emotionally available you're not physically available you're not mentally spiritually available will affect them long term I don't care if they're two three four five ten it will affect them in their self-esteem making them think mommy didn't love me mommy and it's not why mommy's just struggling but that was the problem of this woman she was struggling. She was, she was a survivor. She was just trying to survive, a divorcee. And she was trying to put food on the table, run around for her children. She wasn't neglecting them. She was a good mom. But guess what? Her children got so sad and depressed and had self-esteem issues because of the way she reacted to them because she wasn't being mindful because she was stressing out. She wasn't doing numbers one to three. She wasn't taking self-care. She wasn't staying aware. She wasn't accepting her situation. She was just struggling with it internally and it was coming out externally. And she wasn't having time to develop herself because she didn't have a proper schedule where she did that, i.e. why I'm giving you my link to how I schedule below. There's no reason to not be organized and feel better, right? If someone gave you the tools, I gosh, I wish someone gave that to me. SubhanAllah, may Allah forgive me for any mistakes I ever made with my children. I love them so much. But the truth is that woman, as I had the phone call with her, was just like, I didn't realize as I snapped with my kids, I neglected them because I was not available that day because I was sad and sad upon sad day after day. Eventually, one of her children wanted to commit suicide, actually attempted to commit suicide and failed. And the other one wanted to commit suicide as well. Like the woman was a, a wonderful woman. But this is it, guys. This is a sense of urgency. Neglecting one to three can put you in that bad position where you're not accepting, you're not acknowledging, dealing with, being self-aware, and you're not fixing by seeking solutions. You're just sitting in your sadness. So my message to divorced women today is you can totally 
conquer this situation. I have. If you guys go back and you hear my podcast called Meet My Husband, my husband is a sweetheart. I love him to death. I didn't find him by chance. It was a lot of hard work, ladies, but I put that work in. And Allah Kareem, he knew how much I loved him and I wanted to serve the community. I wanted a man that would allow me to serve the community and support me and love me and just love my children. My husband is a great father to my children. My daughter actually sees him as, my older daughter, you know, she's married already, sees him as a better father or more of a father to her than her real father, which she totally knows and has a relationship with as well. So don't worry, guys. Allah will take care of you. Just do the right thing. Be a good Muslim. Pray five times a day. Be close to Allah. You know, try to fix yourself and you will find the relationships around you fixed, inshallah ta'ala. It's the promise of Allah that if you focus on him and you focus on what he's commanded us to do, that he will help you, elevate you, and elevate your children. So this is all stuff that I really want women to know. And there's no reason to just survive. You can thrive as well. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you and bless you and bless your children and all the community. And I'll talk to you guys in the next podcast. Have an amazing weekend. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.